Hello, everyone. Welcome along to an episode of Championship Drill. It's been a while. We've been kind of busy. Uh, but we're going to catch up on some of this weekend's action. We're going to talk about some of the news since we were last with you and talk about some of the talking points, of course, over the weekend, as we always do as well. I suppose the big news, it's been a while. Just after we did the last show, it was kind of a shock announcement, really, wasn't it? That John Eustace was let go uh, yeah. from Birmingham City for Wayne Rooney to come in. <sighs> I don't know how I don't know how I feel about it because I he was doing John Eustace was doing such a good job. Unbelievable. I think they beat West Palm 3-1 and he was sacked the next day. Yeah. Um, and I mean Rooney did a decent job at Derby County. There's no denying that. He did. Yeah, yeah. But didn't have a good record in America. It's not like they were like, oh, this guy's been brilliant in America. We're gonna bring yeah. him in. Record wasn't good. He's now come in to Birmingham City when they were up in and around playoffs doing really, really well. And he's lost three of the four games he's been in charge of. Yeah, and he could have lost yesterday as well after another five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yesterday yeah. was the only point he's taken in four games. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Is it when we were talking last time Tom Brady had gotten involved? Kind of in a small capacity, I suppose, really. But I don't know, is it is it his influence that they just want to name there? I don't know what's going on. But it, it, it's absolutely crazy what, what's after happening at Birmingham. And the fans can't be too impressed. No. Uh, the owner takes a lot of the blame. They really they have to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. It's a shame. Yeah, it's a shame. I, I, I mean, as we said, we like Wayne, but it's not the right way to come back. The... No, and it's 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 a no win for him because they were going so well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know the fact now that they've not started well under him just makes Rooney look like an incompetent manager. Exactly. Which he isn't. You know, I mean, he's you know, but like you said, I think coming in this way was not the way to do it. No, uh, not at all. because I thought he did a really really good job with Derby. I know they ended up being relegated. But, I mean, they were really up against it in terms of points, deductions and everything like that. That's yeah, and everything, yeah. Uh, you know, and he almost kept them up. But it's it's been strange yeah. um, start for him. And, uh-huh. yeah, I mean, the crowd can't be happy with the way they were going, you know. In other news, yeah. Nigel, Nigel Pearson was sacked <laughs> as well. Yeah, uh, poor old Nigel Pearson. Yeah, um, let's- he was always he, he got sacked before time. the referees could get to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. This, it was just a very bad. I can understand it because it was a desperate run. It really was. And not overly impressive yesterday in their victory against one of the worst teams in the division, yeah. who were down to ten men. So it wasn't the greatest of victories for Bristol City. Um, quick look on the 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 manager odds. To see who's going to be going in there, um, or who they certainly think. Steve Cotterill is um, the favourite at the minute. Nathan Jones, Frank Lampard, John Eustace, obviously. Um, good managers. Put Frank Lampard in there, they'll be in League Two. <laughs> Put Frank Lampard in there, they'll be relegated. Yeah, exactly. They'll be in League Two. <laughs> they might be taken over then by somebody. If they're yeah. in League Two. Um, yeah, Steve Carroll's an interesting one. Yeah, he's been out of the game a long time, though. Um, yeah. Was he uh, with him before? I think he was. I think he was. 
I think he was with there before. I think he was there before at Bristol City. I'm pretty sure he was. Yeah, yeah, he was. He he's been there before. I mean, where hasn't he been? Like, um, started in League of Ireland, of course, with Sligo Rovers was his first managerial job. But yeah, he was with Bristol City for a time before for three years or so. I think. With about a hundred clubs, I just keep taking him. <laughs> yeah, he's been with a lot. Like, I mean, I'll I'll try and go through the clubs he's managed, let alone the clubs he played for. Um, he's managed Sligo Rovers, like I said, Cheltenham Town, Stoke City, Burnley, Notts County, Portsmouth, Nottingham Forest, Bristol City, Birmingham City, and Shrewsbury Town. So you know, he left he left Shrewsbury this year. Um. That's just, that's just, that to me is a strange, strange appointment if that goes through. It is. I mean, he's the favorite, but he's not a. There's nobody is really a hot favorite. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think he's four to one, and then Nathan Jones is six to one, and Frank Lampard's eight to one, and John. Well, Eustace why not is bring in someone like a Saint uh, John Eustace? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean he he knows this division from this season, Um I think though you like Nathan Jones. We know what he can do, or certainly what he did do. Yeah. yeah. Um. With uh, where was he with Luton Town? Um, before he he left them to go. Mm. Uh, to Southampton wasn't it? Went to Southampton for a time. And um, didn't work out there for him, obviously. But a manager that knows the division as well. Frank Lampard, I mean, Derby County, you're still trying to recover from when he was in charge. Uh, John Eustace, Gary Rowett. Yeah, they'll, you know, there'll, I mean, more, there'll be a lot more links in the next few days. Yeah. I mean, you, like, from the list that of there that we have, say, five, Cotterell, Nathan Jones, Frank Lampard, John Eustace, Gary Rowett. You know, with Nathan Jones, John Eustace, Gary Rowett, you know, Steve Cotterell, you, you people who have good experience in the lower leagues. Um, you know, no. Gary Rowett knows this division, John Eustace knows the division, Nate Jones knows the division, Steve Cotterell somewhat knows the division. He hasn't been there in a while, obviously, like you said, in the championship level. But, um, yeah, it'll be an interesting one to see. Finally, Mick McCarthy's name is not on the list, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he usually is, isn't he? Yeah, he, he really is. Like, I know, uh, when it comes to championship, like, I think Bristol City now have a chance to. Push forward, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't go near uh, Cotswold if it was me. Well, it's ten, ten clubs he's managed. Yeah. I mean, you look at Frank Lampard, and you think managed Derby County, and they say, "Oh, he did an excellent job at Derby County." He didn't do an excellent job at Derby. He County. brought in like he ten players. So and much good. money at Derby County that they are still recovering from the amount of money he spent. He brought in ten and players, and they were screwed. Yeah, and he he spent ridiculous money. They're still recovering from that, and he didn't get them promoted. And also, didn't he have someone that was who's that player he had? That was a he's some quality player that's amazing right now. Oh, who is it again? Yeah. Oh, well, he had Mason Mount with him. Yeah, me. Yeah. He had yeah. Mason Mount at Derby. The million pound player. Yeah. That's yeah. something. Of, yeah. That's kind of ridiculous. So he had all kinds of advantages at yeah. the end of the day, and then you look at. Other oh, things that are like you look Everton, he was probably the worst manager in Premier League history. Yeah. Twice at Chelsea, where he was absolutely terrible. Um, I honestly would be shocked if Frank Lampard ever works in football again, because I think you'd be mental to give him a job. He'd be good as a coach for someone. I think so. I yeah. think I think he needs to 
or if he's going to manage, I think he needs to do what managers should do and a lot of ex-players should do is they shouldn't be getting jobs on their reputation. They should right. have to build their careers again as if they're a player. Start lower down the divisions and try and work your way back up. That's what they should be doing. But even there now, right? Say, where, where's Chris Hewitt? He, he, he's not a bad choice. He's managing Ghana. Oh, yeah, I know, yeah, but like he wouldn't be a bad choice to come back. No. No, he wouldn't. I think Nathan Jones is a would be a fantastic choice for them. Yeah, nice young manager and he as well. Uh, yeah. It's not mm-hmm. bad at all. Not bad at all. Yeah. He's uh, good with young players. You know, Bristol City have some nice young players there. Yeah. Plays good football, good attacking football. The fans would like it. Yeah. You know, then you have Eustace. Obviously, we were just talking about it with Rooney. Sacked totally unfairly. Yeah, I still don't. I still don't get that one. I really don't get that one at um, all. What about when you talk about someone being a coach? And there's a few there being mentioned. What about someone like John Terry, who's been a coach now at Villa, a coach at Leicester City? Yeah, he's looking for a managerial job as well. So I don't know. Do you take a risk on someone like him? After me just saying Frank Lampard should never work in football again. <laughs> but, uh, but at least, but at least John Terry has done what you wanted Frank Lampard to do, which is coach for a little bit first, at least. Yeah, it's, I think Lampard, if he really thinks he could be a good manager, should be down like a Wrexham or something, League Two. Doing uh, something where he can kind of hone his skills a little bit. Because, and you know, to be fair to Frank Lampard, he's, you know, he tried his best. But I mean, you look at what happened the second time he was at Chelsea. And they didn't win a game under him. Yeah, exactly. And I mean... Everton are bad, but they were worse under him. Yeah. They didn't win a game for months. Yeah, it's you know, it's not good. Um a few other names that are just gonna top up here um that are being kind of thrown about, kind of maybe not get it, maybe would maybe wouldn't. Um Danny Crowley, who was at Huddersfield, obviously in the championship not long ago. Yeah. Um got Lincoln City back into the football league a few years back. Uh, did good stuff at Portsmouth. Um, you know, well, did okay at Portsmouth. Portsmouth fans would probably debate whether he did good or not. But that was a club in a mess. Uh, Paul Cook. Not bad. I like you know, Paul. he was, you know, um, when Dean Holden left, he was kind of touted to go in there. Um, Ipswich and Chesterfield, he's obviously been with since then. Um, you know. There is names. It's going to change. There's definitely a few around. And even some of the ones, like you said, they're, you know, Mick McCarthy, you know. Um, you're talking I, don't about know, Mick I don't know how the fans would feel about Mick coming in, but I don't I know. You'd think yeah, of someone like Chris Hewton. Um, our buddy Neil Warnock doesn't have a job at the moment. Yeah. Um, you know, now that he's retired for the fourth time. Uh, I don't think he'd come out of management for Bristol City, but you never know. You never You, you really um, never know. Like if I was a like if you were a Bristol City fan, who who would you want in there? It's hard to know. I'd like I like someone like that. I like Nigel Pearson, so I would prefer if he could stay. But yeah, probably Nate Jones out of those lists. I I'd absolutely agree with you. I think I think of those names we mentioned. If I had to pick one, it would be Nathan Jones. I think works well with young players. Plays good attacking football. Knows the division. 
did a great job with the Luton Town side, who, you know, weren't the best. Okay, they went up last season. But, I mean, the few years before that, I mean, he worked miracles with them. Yeah, exactly. To get them to the position they are in now. Exactly. Um, Absolutely, that's what I want. I can understand some fans probably wanting the Frank Lampard or the John Terry and the big name at the club, you know, and it would certainly boost the profile of the club a bit in the media and that. Um, but yeah, I think I think Nathan Jones would be a great fit for that club. Um, again, to be fair, now all they want now is just someone to just focus on just getting results. They just they just can't get relegated. That that's that's no. and I, I don't think they will. I mean, I I think they're you know they're. You know, solid enough position. I mean, they're eleventh in the table. They're only four points off the playoffs. It's not like they're, you know, doom well, and gloom in terms of their position. You know how easy it can easily go sour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it can. It can very quickly. I mean, when I say they're four points off promotion, they're also eleven points off relegation. It's yeah. it's not like they're. But I I don't think they go down. I do think though that they need to make that decision really though, don't they, at the board level? Do they go for someone now like a Nathan Jones and give him everything and say, look, try and make the playoffs this season? Yeah. Or do they go with somebody else and say, look, just keep us around mid-table. Don't let us get into a relegation fight. And in the summer, we'll have to think about what we're going to do going into next season. Yeah. You know, it's it's hard to know. But I, I'd be with you. If, if I was a Bristol City fan and we appointed Nathan Jones tomorrow, I'd be absolutely delighted. And I would see it as a sign that the board are trying like, to get us promoted. Yeah, this just season. don't go down the Sheffield Wednesday route with Newton Moonez. Like that just that no. doesn't work. That doesn't no. work. Doesn't no. work. No. And I do think it'll be a good one. Um so yeah, any more on the news side and the bosses side and things like that that you want to talk about? Um Ainsworth was sacked as well, wasn't he? Huh? Ainsworth sacked as well. Ainsworth gone as well. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah there's another one. See, <laughs> that's another. Uh, there, there's a lot of managers, managers go since we left. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, love the man. we actually love the man at the soul. We really do. We think he's brilliant on this. Um, he is. And I mean, he is. He is great. Great fun. Like, yeah. Um. I mean, you're bringing in a guy that's coming from Swedish football, and he's saying they start again. Um, exactly. But they've only won two out of fourteen league games. You can tell why the manager was sacked. Obviously, the last like six um, of the goal. Yeah, and I mean, the new manager comes in for the game at the weekend, and uh, you know, it's it starts okay for them. I suppose they've got to. He says everyone starts from the start again, and it's a fresh start, and we'll see. Will he be back? Um, at, will he be back at Wickham? Do you reckon? You know, there's a chance, isn't there? I mean, Wickham aren't exactly flying us. Yeah, exactly. Um. Yeah, it's it's going to be a strange one, isn't it? Um. I I really I actually think it's a shame it didn't work out for. He he's his own he's his own worst enemy because he was doing some weird stuff. Um, yeah. We've talked about it before with the dressing romantics. That he was doing. Yeah, and said some very weird things that we covered in other shows. Yeah. yeah. Um last season, especially when he first came in. Yeah. I think he did didn't he say oh, we only need to win like two games to stay up, and then they lost like eight in a row. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, well, okay, but when are you gonna win these two games? Did he bring like a saxophone or something into a dressing room once as well? Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. And they lost six nil then the next game. Yeah. 
Um, another club, I suppose, in trouble. We were talking about it a little bit. Um, is Norwich City another bad defeat the weekend? They're sliding down the table. Um, yeah. You're looking then as well at someone like Ben Gibson, who's a very important player for them, is now out until after Christmas as well. Yeah. Um, at the back. I mean, he is the next manager to get sacked, isn't he? Looks like keep... doesn't look I mean, well. give, given that Watford, for some reason, are just not sacking managers anymore. Yeah. Um, I know it's five, five, uh, five unbeaten now for Watford, but it's not exactly been five wins. Um, contract. Yeah, they gave him a new contract, and that was that. Uh, yeah, it's very, very weird. Um, yeah, it's a strange one, isn't it? Um, like we said, but West Brom have been slowly moving up the table. We'll talk about them in a minute. I suppose yeah. we might as well go through the results all together and start talking about the teams that way by going through the results. Um. So we talk have... about Birmingham first, I suppose. We 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 did that. Uh, new manager Rooney. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, I mean, almost got a result. Almost. Yeah. Um. Almost did it. So you want to start with that game, or will we start Friday night? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Friday. Yeah. It was the game Friday night that we forgot about. League leaders, Leicester City, going down at home. Um. To Leeds team better. Leeds are starting to put a run together. They're starting to. That was the thing. Uh, we, this, this, they were all of us going to struggle because they didn't know their 11, best eleven. Um, absolutely. Were, yeah, they were putting out players there, and they weren't even going to be staying at the club. And it was just, it was just messy for about two months. Yeah. Um, it was nine, nine unbeaten. Um, for Leicester going into the game. So, massive win for Leeds, especially away from home. Pushes them up into third in the table. Keeps pressure on Ipswich Town, um, who were certainly flying it compared to uh, compared to the other teams. Yeah. It, uh-huh. it, it kind of stops Leicester City running away completely with the league a little bit, even though I'm sure Leicester are definitely going to get promoted. I mean, they're, yeah, yeah, it's, oh, I don't think... I, don't I mean, think... they're about half. There's 15 games gone. I mean, there's still what bones <coughs> of 30 games left, and they're about halfway to what they probably need points wise. Um, not quite halfway there, but I mean, you imagine 86, 87 points is going to be enough to go up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so That's we'll it. we'll wait and see what happens. So yeah, strange kind of a game. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. Uh. I actually missed it because I was away, but I was on TV. Yeah, um, yeah, it was a weird one. I mean, Leicester probably dominated in terms of possession. Uh, Leeds definitely had the better chances. Uh, they they really played well on the break. I thought, um, and they when they had their little periods, you know, when they had their few moments to get on top, they really created a lot of chances, um. Good chances, really, and I, I think deservedly got the win in the end. Um, you know, it's it's what Leeds did. I mean, Leeds basically let Leicester have the ball and just tried to hit him on the counter attack, yeah. and they did. And you know, they won. <laughs> so it's you know, for the manager, uh, he can't be happier with how the game plan went. I'd say, um, a manager I like as well. When you talk about managers that I like, Daniel Farke is someone that I really like. Um, a manager too that knows how to get somebody out of this division. He's done it before. 
I think Leeds have a great chance. It's going to be very interesting to see where everyone is in the, uh, at the end of the season. It um, is. And I mean, if you take Ipswich Town in the mad season, they're having out the equation. It would be Leicester and Leeds would be the top two. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is what you'd have expected, I think. It's kind of kind of what we expect start of the season. Maybe with Middlesbrough pushing them a bit more. Um, obviously, the start they had was ridiculously bad. And they've slowed down again the last couple of weeks. But, I mean, they did put in a good charge there for a while. And, you know, we'll come to Middlesbrough in a minute anyway. Um, it's it's certainly not all bad news for them either. So, yeah, so that was that was kind of the uh, the Friday night game. Then we move on to the one you were saying, Rain Rooney's fourth game in charge. Uh, looked like he's coasting to victory. They threw it away. They have 10 minutes to go, they're throwing it up. Uh... Yeah. I don't know. I, I think if they played in a few minutes, they would have lost. I think their heads went after the one went in. Uh, yeah, and I mean, if you're Wayne Rooney coming into this game, right? Mm. You've lost three in a row since you took over. Yeah. From a manager who was doing really, really well. And you're like, it's a home game. Who can we, who would you want to play? Ipswich have only won once in their 19 away trips to Birmingham previously. You're like, that's the one. Yeah, and then things just went pear shaped. <laughs> um, it kind of shows as well though today. Um, dedication of Ipswich, like we talked about them score, they score goals, and that will always keep them up. Yeah, I mean, the the goals they gave away were a bit silly. Yeah. Um. Changes really made a couple of changes seem to be going well for him. Yeah. Uh, but like you said, they're lucky in the end they didn't lose the game. God, if they, they would have lost it if there's another few minutes. But the thing is, like Ipswich all the score goals, we've talked about this. They do. Yeah. I mean, That's they are goal scorers. Yeah, they've goals in them. And I mean, it was one of those where they came out in the second half, goal down half time, and Ipswich really went for it. And then they find themselves 2 0 down. Yeah. And you think, okay, well, look. This is not their day. Yeah. It's not their day. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, they created so many chances. Yeah. Uh, he made a triple substitution on seventy-two minutes, and then you know, within seven minutes, two of the substitutes uh, got a goal back, and then they they got another one back uh, to make it two all, and then they probably should have won it, like you said. Oh yeah, it was all Ipswich at the end of it, sure. Yeah. Um, Birmingham hanging on absolutely and Rooney's in trouble I mean one point from four games I mean if that continues going in that kind of pace they're going to be battling relegation soon yeah and the thing is there's games taking fast I think there's a game against you tonight yeah I mean the games just don't stop in the championship we know that they have 31 games still to play in the league they're not going to stop I mean they have to be played yeah exactly and if they lose if he loses again like Wednesday night or where Saturday or whatever yeah. The pressure yeah, is on. We'll have a look ahead to them. Yeah. Pressure is on. And it is, again, absolutely. If, wouldn't it be hilarious if all oh, we want John Eustace back? He was doing an all right job. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's madness, really. Um, Yeah. We move on to Bristol City. Well, we talked about them a little bit, but their result game. yesterday. Curtis Fleming yeah. with the goal. Or Curtis Fleming, the manager, rather, Rob Dickey with the ball. Um, <laughs> Curtis Fleming taking over, caretaker charge. A 1-0 win yeah, against, against the Sheffield that. Wednesday team. Who sleep, how many 
fucking tiniest the season of Sheffield Wednesday had someone sent off in the first half. <laughs> I mean, it might only be once or twice, but to me, it seems to be constantly happening to them. Yeah, and 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 and, and Barry Bannon, who's an influential player as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's going to be suspended now for a few games. Um, they're so bad, aren't they, Sheffield Wednesday? Did you know what they? I feel sorry for him, but in a way I don't after what happened with Darren Moore, but like Yeah. Um I like yeah, we'll come to him in a minute. Oh, um nine points from safety. Yeah, it doesn't look good. No. Uh, um no, they are up against a team that are really struggling in Millwall next. I mean, if Sheffield wins they're gonna stay up. Um win that's that. a game they have to win. Yeah, one hundred percent. Home to Millwall. I mean, I think they lose to Millwall next week. They're next Saturday or whatever it is. I think, uh, well, they're, they're, they're in trouble. They're pretty much going to go down, yeah. I would agree. Yeah, not much to say about Bristol City, I suppose. We talked about it them enough. Yeah. Um, Rob Dickey, I suppose, with goal, he scored their last two goals. That's an issue Bristol City have been having this season, I suppose, in general, is scoring goals. Um, but again, it's it's like I said, it's not doom and gloom for them. They're only four points off the playoffs. And yeah. that was a good win for them to get yesterday, I suppose, after losing the manager. You don't want to do what Birmingham have done and just start losing matches after you get rid of your manager. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Darren Moore, who we just talked about, uh, his Huddersfield side, get a nil-all draw with Watford. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Watford are just so hard to watch. They're just... Yeah, and I mean, they have... Uh... It's not good. Like the the manager, I suppose, he was listening to him talk BBC after the game and he was talking about how they Watford this is Ishmael was talking about how the players aren't taking enough risks, how they're you know, there's a lot of square balls being played and they're not taking enough risks going forward. It's like they're almost afraid to lose a game rather than go out and really try and win it sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And it is frustrating, I think, for Watford fans, because you're talking about a team that Definitely one of the favourites to go up last season before ball was kicked because they'd just come back down. But this season, they're so off it. And they're, for once, not sacking a manager. But he's not getting the results. No, I think. And the, and new, the new contract as well and all that, all that hype about. Yeah. Oh, like I said, they can talk about, oh, it's five games unbeaten. But, like, they're not lot, five wins. A lot of draws, yeah. Uh, Darren Moore like doing everything to try and keep Huddersfield up, which I think will be his greatest ever achievement if he can keep Huddersfield up because they're not good. Uh, hammered last week by Leeds. Um, really, really, really tired looking at the end of the game. He talked about but how the crowd really helped spur the team on. Um, in the last ten minutes, an even enough game, I suppose. You can't really say. Watford no. deserved to win it. Watford had all the ball, but like even their manager said, they did nothing with it. That's it. Um, you know, a couple of chances for both sides. You know, it's one of those where either team could have nicked it one nil, but a draw is probably a fair result. Yeah, I think so. Um, anything more to say about Huddersfield or Watford before we move along? No, it's just Watford are just. I don't know, they just drive they drive me mad. I can I can't imagine the fans. Yeah. Um they're just so much potential, but they're just so much wasted. Again, he's probably tearing his hair out when he's as well because what 
with his uh, they're not taking risks. I guess yeah. you can't. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You can only teach so much. Yeah. And show them so much. They have to do it, like. Yeah. Um. They do. Yeah. Absolutely. Moving on to another team that are without a manager, Millwall, after Gary Rowett left, obviously, um, a few weeks ago. Really unlucky in this game, I thought, Millwall. It's, it's what, five games without a win now or something like that, though? Yeah, they're on a very, 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 very poor one. One win in eight. Um, yeah. Nathan Jones also being linked to the Millwall job. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly think Bristol City, Millwall, I think if either of them can get him, you you've got to try and get him before the other person does. Yeah, yeah, I think um, so. Yeah, like for me, Southampton deserve to win this game. They absolutely battered them. Let's be fair. Um, but when you've been withstanding that kind of pressure and you've been on a bad run to lose a goal in stoppage time, just batters everybody's confidence. Oh, especially at home. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it it really does. Um, and what about Fraser scoring again off the bench? Yeah, he was also. We we said he was a good signing when they signed him. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Great signing. He's starting to become a super sub for them. I don't know if anyone ever want to be a super sub. I suppose Solchar was kind of the greatest example of that of a guy that was, you know, good off the bench but terrible. It seemed to be whenever he started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Fraser seems to be doing that. I'm not saying Fraser's terrible when he starts, but he certainly seems to score more goals when he comes off the bench than he does when he starts the game. So, uh, we'll, we'll wasn't a brilliant game, though, really. What's that? Wasn't a brilliant game. It was. No, it wasn't a brilliant game. I think there was lots of chances that um, um, that Southampton had. Not brilliant chances. Um. I think uh, Smallbone, Will Smallbone, the Irish international, had a great game for them. He's been having a good season. And I think Armstrong missed a few chances you'd usually expect him to put away. Um, ones where he didn't even test the keeper. Um, you know, you can certainly have a bad day. And, you know, Armstrong has been so good for them. You'll, you'll, uh, you'll forgive him having a bad day, I suppose. Uh, another team, kind of quietly, like, like West Brom, who we'll talk about later. And like not so much like Leeds because Leeds haven't been quite about it. Southampton have been slowly just picking up results. Yeah. Um, getting themselves right up there into the playoffs again. The and thing is, to if push they, second if spot. They come up, if they don't come up this season, they'll find it very hard next year. They will, and I mean they are. You don't ever say someone's a one-person team because they're not. And like I said, Smallbones playing well. Fraser's been getting goals off the bench, but. Like Adam Armstrong is such an advantage in this division. It's almost like having Erling Haaland in the Premier League. Um, he just scores goals for fun at this level. A bit like Mitrovic used to do for for Fulham whenever they were in the division. Um, so to have Adam Armstrong, who just I don't know what it is. Some players in the Championship just score so many goals, and then they go to the Premier League and they struggle a bit. Um, and he's he's one of them. Yeah. He's so so good, um, you know. So we'll we'll wait and see, um, what happens with him, and with Southampton. But Millwall, yeah, I mean they need to get a new manager in as quick as possible, uh, permanent manager in. You would think, and if they can get Nathan Jones in there, that wouldn't be too bad for them either. But I think, yeah, I think 
whoever misses out on Nathan Jones to be a Bristol City or Millwall, they're going to be disappointed that they didn't get him. Uh, what about Clement and Middlesbrough? Uh, that was a surprising result. I didn't see this. Yeah, I mean, Plymouth just will not stop playing the way that Plymouth play football. Like, yeah, they're like, yeah, um, they're like Blackpool. They, they were in the Premier League that year. They just went for everything. They're just having a go. And I mean, they're six points from relegation, uh, which I think they'd have taken after 15 games in a season because they were definitely one of the favourites to go down because you're like, you come up playing this football in the division above and you're going to be cut apart. And to be fair, they do ship a lot of goals as well. Um, but they 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 play some entertaining stuff at times. Yeah, it's just, they have goals in them, and they have goals against them. It's mad. Yeah, it's, um, it's you know, um, yeah, they came from twice. They came twice from a goal down um, to come back. Uh, I thought Middlesbrough. I thought Middlesbrough had it when it was three two. Uh, yeah, and um, I wondered did the game midweek take it a little out of Middlesbrough because obviously they're playing League Cup midweek. Yeah. Um. 100 percent uh, a little bit out of them but they've been they've been on a bit of a run middlesbrough um in the last few weeks obviously this would be disappointing for them but certainly going to be pushing for that playoff spot again you'd imagine uh, that they've seemed to something seems to have clicked for them yeah i'm delighted because it was a very very bad start uh, it's one of those games though like if you're Michael Carrick and like you've been on a good run, you can't complain about the run they've been on. It's one of those games though where you're like, we've done more than enough to win this match. We've had good chances. We scored three goals away from home. We made three mistakes and it's three all. That's all it is. Yeah, I mean that's that's got to be very frustrating. Yeah. But at the same time, you're frustrated that you drew, but you have to be happy with how you played. It it must be a weird a weird one to try and a. Uh, wrap your head around where you've played really well to the point where you've scored three goals away from home. You've played really well. You've created a lot of chances. And like you said, you make three mistakes and it's three all. Pretty much. <laughs> Bad. Um, so like you're upset about the mistakes, but you can't be upset about the performance overall. So it must be a weird one for a manager and for players when those kind of games happen. Very um, fun. Yeah. Plymouth almost be delighted with the season they're having so far. Yeah, like they were, they were one team that was very hard to predict because I didn't know whether, whether they were going to... Yeah, I mean, you didn't know because they were so good last season, I suppose. Yeah. And you're always thinking, are they going to come up and be a bit tighter at the back? Or are they going to just do what they did in League One and just try and score loads of goals? Um, and it seems like they're trying to score loads of goals. And some weeks it's working, some weeks it's not working for them. Um, But deservedly so, they're not in the bottom three. They're a little bit of a gap there um, I think um, I would say you look at the bottom three in the Premier League this season and you're thinking those are three bad teams I think if you look at the bottom three in the Championship this season you're thinking those are three bad teams um, QPR we'll wait and see what happens with the new manager Rotherham always going to struggle Yeah, and you can't lose big the players the way they have Rotherham are the only team in the bottom three that could get a win that, that's yeah. Only. You and then you look above them and you're looking at Coventry. You expect Coventry are going to be able to turn it around at some point. Yeah, you Plymouth, who knows? I mean, Plymouth could easily lose five in a row yeah. um, the way they play it. But they could equally win three of the next five as well, you would know. Millwall will get a new manager in. You imagine that'll help them. Well, I think just there now. Norwich, 
There's been Probably news on that. Again, the manager. There's been news on the Millwall manager in the last hour. Yeah. Uh, it looks like it's going to be Joe Edwards. Ooh, that's an interesting call. Under 20 manager of the England team, Joe Edwards. That is a very interesting call. Yeah. Um, it, like, it's not confirmed, but like, it's pretty much is when everyone's talking about it. Yeah. Um, his England's under 21. Um, England's under 20, under 20s, boss, rather, not their under 21s. Yeah. Um, you know, used to also um, coach at Chelsea, I think, didn't he? Joe Edwards. Yeah. Uh, so he'd know, like, I mean, he knows that part of the world as well. Um, that's a very interesting call. It's a good, it's a, it could be a good call. Really yeah, good. I think so. I mean, yeah, I mean, while we're on it, we might as well, you know, I mean, you know, you talk about Plymouth Argyle, obviously, that's one of the places he made his, his name, Joe Edwards, playing for Plymouth, so they'll know him. Very, very well. Um, um, it's a, it's a really strange one, isn't it? Yeah, like again, there he beat out competition from the guy who was just sacked by Rangers wanted the job. Apparently, Beal. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah. So that's that's an interesting one. I think that could be um, like they've been looking for a few weeks now. I mean, it's going close to three weeks now since yeah, since Rowan left. Um. Yeah. They need to get him in though quickly. I think his first game is going to be Coventry at one once the international break uh kicks in. Yeah. I mean again a player that's used to working with younger players as opposed to older players. Uh Millwall, a few young players, they're a bit of an older squad in as well though. Um yeah. You yeah. don't really have many young young players, Millwall. Um Yeah. Um so it's going to be an interesting one to I, see. I, I Millwall need something. Seeing where this goes. Yeah. Um. So Plymouth Argyle. Um. Like we said, Plymouth are doing doing pretty well for themselves. Anyway, Plymouth uh, going well, and uh, Borough going well. Preston going well. Yeah, big win for Preston, wasn't it? Um. It's, I love when Alan Brown scores as well. It's all. Yeah. 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 Um. I know it was only a penalty, but still. I mean, he's he's the guy you just want to see play in the Premier League at least for a season, isn't he? Exactly. Uh, and not just because he lives around the corner from you. I know, yeah, but you just want it to happen. Like. Um, because he's been very, very loyal to Preston. To be fair to him, because he's definitely someone who could have moved up. Yeah. Um. Easily. So he's he's twenty eight, twenty nine now. So the next three years. Yeah. Are vital. Are vital. They really are. Um, Coventry, I don't know what to make of them. I mean, they're they're well coached, well managed. Obviously, haven't had a good start to the season, or certainly the start they'd have wanted. Um, yeah, they don't do well at Preston. Let's be fair. Twenty two games without a win. That's that's. Um, you know, it's definitely their bogey ground. Yeah, twenty two games without a win there. Um. It's one of those, though, you take the lead on 33 minutes and you go in at halftime, you're 2-1 down. I mean, the manager's not going to be happy with those last 10 minutes of the first half. Mac Robert was raging. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because Coventry should be pushing for the playoffs. Yeah, like last season, they overachieved. Yeah. This season, they're underachieving. 
Yeah, I mean, it did. You know, Matty Godden is their top scorer. Yeah, they did. Sell they haven't really replaced Yeah, they sold Geikeres. Um, Preston though scoring goals, and Preston had their bit of a blip, and they seem to be coming out the other side of it again. Um, you know, to see Preston sitting in the playoff places after after fifteen games is some some good going because usually, um, that wouldn't be the case because yeah. they're so up and down. But they're going to find it hard, I think, to stay in there. I think so. Um, um, you look at the teams chasing them, and like one of the biggest surprises of the teams chasing them are a team that will come to later and the other nil all draw. But I mean, what a season Cardiff are having! Unbelievable. Um, I mean, they were one of my favorites to be relegated, they were so poor. Yeah, last I season. had I had them down to be in this bottom three as well. I uh, mean, my god, what a season they're having, just despite the two of us. Um, <laughs> But I mean, you look at Preston, they've got the likes of Cardiff, the likes of Sunderland, the likes of you know, Middlesbrough, you know, Bristol City, Hull, whoever. Um, Hull and another team having a great season, by the way. Um, they're all chasing down Preston. Birmingham uh, as well. To get their team. Birmingham as well. I mean, if you know, well, uh, Birmingham were right up there until they decided to sack their manager. Um, yeah. But if Rooney can get it right, uh, who knows what will happen. Exactly. So, yeah, this game uh, though would have been nil all last season. There's something happened to Preston. They're scoring goals and they're leaving in goals. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, five goals. Yeah. I mean, there was a time when all they seemed to be doing was signing forwards, Preston, and none of them seemed to be scoring goals from. Um. I think though, if you're a team like Coventry, like a couple of the goals they left in were were not good goals to let in. If you're a team that have lost, like this is four four in a row now they've lost. Yeah. I think mentally it kind of becomes an issue when you go behind in games. Um it can be very hard to get yourself going again. Yeah. You it's like they say winning becomes a habit. Losing can become a habit as well. And it's oh yeah. It it becomes this almost fear of going behind that makes you very, very nervous. Yeah, very anxious. Yeah, I want. Yeah, you don't you don't play with that freedom. And I think Coventry are going through that a little bit, and I think the manager is really going to have to work hard at them because that next international break, even though it's probably just around the corner again. I think there's one more. Um, round of, there's one more round of fixtures, and then that's on then. So two weeks. I... Yeah. So I mean, if it's not sorted by them, at least he'll have them to do it. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah. I mean, he's got to. He's really got to work. Work on the training ground to try boost the confidence a bit. Yeah. Um. So yeah. yeah. Very uh, very good. Though. And then Rotherham QPR. Um. Yeah, Rotherham QPR. One all it doesn't do either of them any good, really. No, no not really. Um, um, not brilliant. Um. It all of the dream start for new manager. Luke chimes in there. Yeah. Yeah, uh, unlucky though. Um, Rod Rob again are very much win one, lose six. Yeah, I mean, they're tr- they're in trouble. Yeah, so they shouldn't even they barely stayed up last season. Yeah, and I mean, they they are a team that that do tend to yo yo between League One and the Championship anyway. And um, then you look at them losing some of their better players, um, obviously Chindosi, Agbeni. Uh, one of the local lads here to us, and um, big loss to them. 
Yeah. Um, um, they're not just going to score goals. They just don't like. There's no. 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 Like they it. don't. And QPR as well, I think, are struggling. Um, and I think a lot of it too is their players are struggling. I know Chair did well here and he scored a goal. But you look at like Chris Willock, who had a chance in this game, I know. But I mean, he was so good for them last season. Yeah. He's not kind of living up to what he did last season. And he's not the only one. There's a lot of them that way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And Chris yeah. Willock, he was on real before the World Cup last year. Unbelievable. I mean, he, you know, you were talking about like, what a signing he's been from. And then he's just not been at it since yeah. to the level he was before the World Cup. I'm not saying he's been terrible, but he he was so good before the World Cup last year, like yeah, you said. And scoring then, every second game, yeah, he was scoring every second game. Um, you know, but yeah. Um, it's always yeah. nice to see Asmir Begovic, I suppose, playing as well, goal in games. Um, ninety-seven year old Asmir Begovic, as he must be now. How old is he? Uh, or he was playing when I was a kid. He must be forty, I'd say. Um, he's gotta be. I mean, yeah, he's top, gotta be close to thirty-six. That. He is not thirty-six. <laughs> he's thirty-six, I'd say. When I was thirty-six. Uh, thirty-six. Nah, he's gotta be mid fifties at least, I'd say. <laughs> um, that's bad. Thirty, yeah. Yeah, fair play to him. And he's been around a long, long time anyway. Um, yeah, not a lot to say, I suppose, about this game. It's one uh, I didn't see much of other than a few of the highlights. Uh, yeah, but it's the next game, really. Stoke and uh, Cardiff. Stoke and Cardiff was uh, fairly boring, they'll all draw. Um, but like we said, they've been on such a good run. Um, yeah. Alex Neal said it was a fair result because... Both teams kind of just went at it and there was none, none to it. Yeah, it was kind of one of those games where everything happens in the middle of the park and nothing else really happens. I think the big thing here is Cardiff didn't lose and I'd say the manager is really happy with that. Uh, yeah. And I mean, Stoke as well, you know, it was one of those where, like, they didn't want to lose either at home. Um, You know, they, they're both on decent runs, essentially. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so neither really wanted to lose but it was a game where you couldn't say either team deserved to win it you know there was very few good chances you'd say in the match I, I, say I don't if, know what the XG was for each team but I can't imagine the XG was pretty high it was one shot on target three, four shots on target yeah I mean and they weren't great shots on target um, um, from what I remember that wasn't a brilliant game you know, there was an awful lot of shots being fired into Rose Ed. Like, there was certainly a lot of caginess about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I suppose Cardiff on a good run. Yeah. Stoke on a good run. They both maintained their unbeaten kind of runs. So that's kind of ha- helpful. Another nil all draw. There was an awful lot of them yesterday, wasn't there? Yeah, um, as well, it was a little draw, but there's a little bit more life to this one. Um, a, little, a little bit. I mean, Charlie Pitino, who I think, you know, I know he's a player, Mikel Arteta at Arsenal, rates really, really highly. Um, oh, he's know. been really, really good for Swansea, but he kind of lost the head a bit yesterday. Uh, two yellow cards. Um, and deservedly so, it has to be said. Um, to be fair, they were absolutely hammered at home. Um, Sunderland yeah. battered them, but Swansea should have won because they missed a penalty 
<laughs> yeah, it would have been mental, wouldn't it? It it was kind of like um was it seventy seventy something percent possession and like twenty five shots? Yeah, had, and but, then Swansea almost win it. Yeah, low miss of penalty in the first half, but like yeah, it's just like twenty five shots. Well, yeah. I'd be more worried now if I was the manager of Sunderland because three on target, yeah. twenty five. I would too. <laughs> um, and it's, it was a really weird game in that. And I think both managers said it. I think Michael Duff and Tony Mowbray both made comment on Sunderland were better when it was 11 against 11. Yeah, yeah. That happened when Swansea sometimes. were down a man and had to defend, it became much harder for Sunderland. Yeah, that happens sometimes. Yeah. It's weird how it happens. Yeah, it, it really is. Um, But Swansea have slowly been creeping up the table. Yeah. As well, um, Sunderland as well are doing okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it like you said, it's one of those where if you're the Sunderland manager, you're like, oh my god, how did we not win this? But then it's like we could have lost it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, so you kind of escape with the draw, but they can't be happy. I mean, <clears throat> it's not like Patino was sent off after seventy-eight minutes; he was sent off after half an hour. You know, 60 minutes against 10 men, even away from home, you should be winning that game. Especially, you know, Sunderland are a good team. They're one of the best teams in the division, to be fair. They're in form, exactly. Um, but it's, yeah, they're finishing with shocking, though. Um, on to West Brom. Uh, yeah, day. and I mean, obviously, regular listeners will know that your dad is a big West Brom fan. Uh, he's got to be happy with how they've been going lately. Yeah, uh, after a dodgy start, things have finally started to come around. I think it's their third win in a row. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're up into the playoffs. They're only two points behind Leeds, when you think of how good Leeds have been going. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, they're doing well. Like, yeah. They have scored goals as well. That, uh, that would be yeah. a big thing. Uh, it was yeah. kind of a weekend of bogey grounds, though, wasn't it? I mean, this is seven defeats in a row for Hull going to West Brom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. What is it about some grounds, do you think, for some teams? Is there I like don't... a mental block of, oh, we're behind here again? It's definitely a mental block. You always lose here. <laughs> definitely a mental block. It's like that old thing with old Trapper years ago. You'd lose when you when you know you're going there, you're, you're already lost. Yeah, you're almost like you go down before the ball's kicked. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, seven defeats in a row to West Brom, like at home, like seven away defeats from yeah. Hull going to West Brom. Um, big win too because Hull have been on a decent enough run. I mean, they're having a good season. Um, against silly mistakes for the goal, so yeah, oh yeah, big time. Um, but you know what? I'm just delighted now that they're just back on target, yeah. back on winning ways. Yeah. Um, because it was such a bad start. And I was I was going like they're not gonna get anywhere, but I don't know, they look good. Yeah. Um uh yeah. Like they were speaking after the game about how he how he loved the pressing for the first goal. Um Yeah, I mean I thought I thought West Brom were impressive in this match, I have to say. And yeah. uh, that said, I thought Hull weren't too bad either. I mean I I don't like on on the like quality of chances, probably West Brom deserved it, but it was more mistakes I think that Hull made. 
I don't think they deserve to lose three one though. I I don't think they were that far off it. It was a very close game to be fair. Yeah, uh, and I mean Hull. I mean the manager says they were on top for ninety percent of the game. They switched off for ten percent. I'm not quite sure that's accurate. Um, but they definitely did make a couple of mistakes, bad mistakes that cost them. But as we've seen in other matches, you have to take your chances. Sunderland didn't take their chances. Other teams didn't take their chances at the weekend. West Brom did take their chances when they got them. Yeah. If, if somebody makes a mistake and gives you a chance, you, you still have to put it in the back of the net. They did that. And they have to be delighted with the run they're on. Yeah, exactly. Um, Hull, though, have to be pretty happy with you know how the season has gone so far for them as well. Yeah, 23 points in 15 games. You know, 13 points clear of relegation, which would have been their ultimate step. I know at the start of the season, the two of us fancied Hull to, you know, not be involved in a relegation battle, not necessarily make the playoffs, but they signed very, very well. Very smart signings, very smart loan signings. Yeah. I think Liam Delap has been brilliant for them. Yeah. Very, very smart. Um, loan, obviously, from, from Manchester City. Um, but the likes of two fan and you know, they they just they've signed good players, they really did. Um, you know Connolly as well, who's been okay for them. I know he's been out of the team a little bit lately, um, but he's been scoring goals for them as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Hull will be happy enough. I think won't they with with the season? Obviously not happy with yesterday and losing three one. West Brom have got to be delighted, um, and your dad must be very very happy. And I think we've said it before. When they've gone on runs. In Carlos Corbrand, they've got a manager who knows the division very well. And we say that about a lot of managers, but it makes a huge difference in the championship. Yeah, it does. It really, really does. Because it is this, like, three games a week, you know, for a lot of weeks, especially once you get up near Christmas and into the new year. Yeah. You know, you're playing, like, seven, eight games a month in the league. Uh, and you need a manager who's used to that kind of thing. Because you're not talking about massive... You know, finances at some of these clubs. You're not talking about, you know, squads where you've got 30 international players. So it, it does take a lot of management to kind of rotate the squads around. Uh, it's not quite back like the old days. I um, I was listening to, you know, Liam Brady has uh, has a new book out. Oh, yeah. uh, not to plug Liam Brady's new book or anything, because okay. he's certainly not paying us to plug his new book. <laughs> but um, back in the days when Liam Brady first broke into the Arsenal team were the days when you had one sub. Um, like not that you could bring on one sub, which you could only bring on one sub, but you were literally allowed to name one sub. So you had eleven players and one sub. <laughs> yeah. So I find it funny sometimes when I hear the, the the guys these days giving up about giving out about you're putting too much strain on the footballers and too much on this and we're playing too many matches and blah 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 blah. And you know what? May, maybe they are, but I mean, let them go back and play in the seventies and eighties. Um, or even before that, when you weren't allowed any subs, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, and see how they get on then. At least now with the five sub rule, you can rest players a little bit, but you have to have five players you can bring off the bench as well. Not every championship team has that. Anyway, that's enough about that. Quoting by Liam Brady's book, I suppose, <laughs> is, is the message there. Uh, um, the last game, then Norwich and Blackburn today. Norwich and Blackburn today. Uh, like you were saying, pressure on. David Wagner, um, a strange game. I mean, yes, Blackburn were down to ten men, yeah. but they were three 0 up at the time. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, four wins and five for Blackburn, who had been on a terrible run. Let's be honest. They were on a bad run before this good run. Um, but Barry, it's not Barry good. Yeah. It's, it's not looking good, is it, for Wagner? Who, and well, I like the guy. I really do. I'm looking at the table, and it's only six points off the playoff area. Yeah. Uh, I think he's like... But I think it's not even just... This season's been bad. But I think you look at him, his record since he took over isn't great. 39 games, 14 wins, 18 losses. Yeah. Um, which, if you want to do the maths, works out at 32 matches, which means he also has seven draws in there. Uh, it, it, it's not great, you know? It's not exactly relegation form, but it's certainly not playoff form. Um, yeah, to lose again at home. I mean, he's he's probably the favorite to get the chop next. I imagine in the division. Yeah, yeah, they have very little wins. They don't look like a threat at all. No. Uh, um. Next, yeah. So it's all kind of up in the air, really. Yeah. With him, to be honest. Yeah, and I mean, you know, he's under massive pressure. I mean, he was even asked about it after the match today, and you know, you're under pressure when. The media are asking you about if you fear for your job or whatever. Yeah. But I mean, two nil down after ten minutes. Yeah, it's pretty poor. Um, on a big game, it's on TV. You know, it's on. It's on TV. You're two nil down after, after fifteen minutes, I should say. But uh, yeah, and at home it's as not well. great. And at home as well. At home, everyone should be up for it. You're two nil down early. You're two nil down at half time. You're thinking big second half now. Get a nice early goal. We're right back in it. And then four minutes in the second half, you're 3-0 down. And then, okay, uh, Wharton gets sent off after 54 minutes. So you've got the better part of half an hour now, or better part of 40 minutes, I should say, against 10 men. But you just can't get that first goal back. And, you know, eventually, obviously, they got one in stoppage time, a bit late then. But it's, you know, it's it's not a good look for Norwich. No, um, not at all. Uh, you know, you've got 40 minutes, even if you're 3-0 down, 40 minutes against 10 men, you'd expect them to, you know, hopefully you've gotten a goal. They, they, are, a good side, they are a good side. Yeah. Um, And they have the players, they really do. Yeah. Uh, Blackburn, though, it's very young team, Blackburn have. There's going to be these kind of runs, usually, isn't there, when you get a young team, where they go on these runs of they'll win like 7 out of 8. And then they're quite capable of going on a run of losing three of the next five. Uh, when when you've got a young team together, because uh, it can be tough, and these runs can be tough on the legs. Uh, do you think Norwich are going to stick with the manager? I mean, should they stick with the manager? Well, they should for the next few games, at least. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's only one midweek game this week, which is a um, game that was called off earlier in the season which is Rotherham are playing Ipswich. Rotherham are at home to Ipswich on Tuesday. Then Blackburn play Preston on Friday night football. Um, so Norwich, if you look ahead to next weekend, uh, which, as you said, is the last weekend before we take another break, um, which is absolutely criminal because it seems like we just came back from one. Um, Norwich are away to Cardiff. It's not an easy fixture. No. But the thing is, if but, they win that, they're only four points off. Back it's, up it's, playoffs, it so. is madness. It is. And the international break will surely help. Yes. The international break can be great if you're under pressure for restructuring the team. The fear of the international break as well is 
you have 13 days between the 11th of November and the 24th, which is the Friday night. So you're two weeks really before most teams play. So yeah. in that two weeks, it's quite easy for you to be sacked, spend a few days bringing your manager, and the new manager has a week to work with the players before it comes in. So it's always tempting if you're going to get rid of a manager to do it during the international break. Exactly. But I think if he loses the Cardiff, he could get sacked. I think he probably will. I don't I'm not saying he should be. Um I do think he will though. Um yeah, so just go through the fixtures. Yeah. Cardiff Norwich, Coventry Stoke could go either way. Yeah. Um yeah. Hull Huddersfield. Yeah. Probably Hull, maybe. I think Huddersfield are on a bit of a he hasn't hasn't yeah. really found the blocks, has he? No. Um uh, maybe he thought maybe the job is not up maybe yeah. I, I don't want I don't want to see another manager get sacked, but could yes, it come, happens, it happens. Could it come at Christmas where he's going? <laughs> Absolutely. We have a quick look ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So we can so Rodham Ipswich midweek. Um chance for Ipswich, I suppose, to do something, but midweek games are always iffy, as we know. Blackburn Preston, Friday night football that has the makings of a good game. Yeah. It's the kind of game Preston need to win if they're serious about going up. Yeah. Um, Sunderland play Birmingham City in the Saturday lunchtime kickoff. Uh, Wayne Rooney could be, you know, still looking for that first win. If he goes five without a win, I know it's crazy. It really is. Like, I mean, how long do they let it go? I think he'll be there till Christmas. Yeah, I mean, realistically, if he wins one out of twelve games, say, I'm not saying he will. It's possible, though. You could be right. Yeah, it's it's like how long do you let that go. Uh, Cardiff against Norwich, like we already briefly spoke about. Um, that's not where Norwich want to be going when they need a result. Yeah. Uh, Coventry home to Stoke. <clears throat> hard one to call. Um, Stoke have been on a good run, though, but Coventry at home are pretty well organised, usually. Hull against Huddersfield. You'd imagine Hull at home should walk that, but hard one to call sometimes. Yeah. Um, Ipswich then have a second tricky game um, against Swansea, who've been going okay. Leeds against Plymouth, that Jesus Christ, that, that could be 9 8. It could really, really, really could be. Um, so, bank or nil all, I'd say, now that I said it's going to be 9 8. <laughs> <laughs> Middlesbrough against Leicester, that's a, that's a tasty game, the way both teams have been going. Yeah. Especially with Burr at home. QPR against Bristol City. Um, yeah, interesting to see how things go. QPR have a new manager. Bristol City will likely, I would suggest, have a new manager by then. Yeah. Um, or maybe they'll wait for the international break. Hard to know. Yeah. Uh, Millwall away at Sheffield Wednesday. Millwall, like I said, realistically, Millwall have to win that one to kind of get themselves going. Maybe they'll have a new manager by then. Sheffield Wednesday, we already spoke about it. For me, yeah. it's must win for them. They have to win that game if yeah. they're going to have any chance of staying up. And I know that's crazy to say when there'd still be 30 games left. Um, because essentially they could still realistically win the league from that position. But um they're nine points adrift. You don't want that to get to like 10, 11, 12, and then start becoming 15, 16, 20, because uh, then you've no hope. Yeah. Southampton West Brom, that's a tasty one. Yeah. 
uh, yeah, Watford very hard call, against yeah. Rotherham. Rotherham's second game of the week is the way to Watford. Um, tricky one. And then we, we come back, Rotherham again, at home to Leeds, so it will be the Friday night football. When we come back after the international break, stupid international break that nobody wants, and why the hell they have to have three of them in the first half of the season is ridiculous. Uh, but there you go anyway. That's just the way things are. At least we don't have a World Cup this year where we have no football for like eight or ten weeks or whatever ridiculous amount of time it was last season. Yeah. Um. So there you go. Uh, it's been interesting. I suppose we'll be back next week after the, the weekend's fixtures before another international break. Um, sadly, just double checking if there's any any breaking news before we go. If any manager has been suddenly appointed, if you know Frank Lampard, despite my pleas, is back in football. Um, it doesn't look it doesn't look like it um, at the moment. Um, sadly, no. no, no, nobody, no news. No. There you go. No news is good news, I suppose. Um, all the managers keep their jobs for another week <laughs> All right, we will leave it there I suppose folks we'll be back with you again next week um, thanks everyone for listening as always and yeah we will be back with you after the weekend's action